Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom. Welcome to the podcast, where for about 144 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on, guess what? The NFL, of course, and a recap and a record check at the end of the show. You know, speaking of record checks, I think it's, we don't usually do this. Records are not the reason you listen to this. You don't listen to it because you're like, these guys are on fire. God, they're winning so much. We knew early on from the premise of this podcast, we were never going to tell you, listen to it because uh, you're going to win. It's always about the information and hopefully, you know, having a little fun along the way. But I, I can't, I can't hide this anymore. We're doing really well. Everybody on this podcast is doing really well. First of all, mentally. Second of all, supportively and friendship. That's all, They're all doing really well. Third of all, they're winning their NFL bets, which is blowing my mind. Like I said, it's losing money with Andrew Bascom. The premise is in the name. But I have to tell you, going in to week eight, here are the records. The Panzerati Prince is in last place. Now, first of all, not surprising. Panzerati Prince being in last place does not shock anybody. But he, he in last place is eight and six. He has a winning record, and he's in last place. Then coming up behind them is Charlie Chalk at 12-8. and eight. Jesus. And then the gambler, it's a little tough to do records with because his numbers are usually plus money, but he's up 5.8 units. So he's, you know, uncomfortably in second. I'm in first. That's not important. Let's not talk about that. That's not, it's not here for, I'm 17-10. and 10. Don't, don't worry about that. That's not important. That's not important. But I am. So I just, I'm in first. But no, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's only my name in the podcast. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so we're all doing really well. I only bring this up because I know eventually we're going to fall off a cliff like the Wiley Coyotes, like a group of Wiley Coyotes that we are. And our money is the Roadrunner <laughs> sticking out its tongue at us and mocking us as it runs away from us. So I had to bring it up now because who knows how long this is going to last. So I just thought I would brag off the top as we about to give a ton of losing picks as we about to tell you all our losing picks. So let's do that. Let's start with that. Let's start with fourth place himself let's start with the Panzerite Prince and bet number one bet number one coming up first and welcome him back he's the one the only the Panzerite Prince Panzerite Prince how you doing oh I'm doing great Andrew glad to be back yeah you know, football on the horizon it's been a while since I've sat and watched all day but looking forward to Sunday where I can do that <laughs> yeah that's gonna be so good and you know what makes it easier is coming off a two and oh week uh, some money in your pockets for more money to lose. So where are we going with your safe pick of the week? Well, my safe pick, it might not even seem like a safe pick, mm. but this is a tough week, but I'm going to go to my night football and I'm going to pick the, I guess we can call them the red hot Cincinnati right. Bengals mm. uh, and go minus three and a half. Now I know this is a division game on the road. So mm. I'm even thinking to myself, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but Joe Burrow is playing absolutely out of his mind right yeah. now. And uh, I think we're starting to see the chinks in the armor of of Cleveland, sorry. Yep. Yep. And over the past few weeks, you know, they, they've kept games close, and they do always keep AFC North games close. But I think that the needle is just moving the opposite way in which the needle is moving up for the Cincinnati mm -hmm. Bengals. So I do see Cincinnati putting up a whole buttload of points. I think Cle Cleveland can score, but yep. it's going to be too far out of the reach to hit 
30, 35, or even 40 right. points if, if right. Joe Burrow decides to put up a 40-burger. Well, it's honestly, it's everything's on the table right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing so well. The offense is really clicking. They're getting all three receivers involved, which I think is kind of the big one. That's, that's always the sign of success. God help us if they start running the ball well. I think we're all going to be in trouble. But I think the other one is just that Cleveland... You know, is Deshaun Watson going to inherit a team that's two and seven, two and eight? Like, like bad, bad. Like, I don't think we saw this bad coming. Yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be a team with a lights out defense, with, right? With a great O line, uh, with just the one hole being the fact that it was going to be Jacoby Brissett on the center. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Two and five. There are more more holes than that. Yeah. Because, oh, for sure. Because you can't put that all in Jacoby. Uh, no. I know Nick Chubb has been an absolute monster. Koopa has punched above what everyone thought was going to be what he's doing. Absolutely. But this defense is not the defense we thought it was going to be. No. No, this, there's a real similarity between Green Bay and Cleveland where they invested heavily into their defense. Their defense has to be good, and it's not good, and then therefore the team's not good. Well, there, there we are. It's so much easier and sexier to go like, Jacoby Brissett and Aaron Rodgers aren't playing well. And, well, that's not tr- that is true. They're not playing well. God, that defense has so much investment in there, so many traffic, so much money. It's got to be better. So taking the Bengals against a bad defense right now makes a lot of sense. Bengals three and a half for the Panzerite Prince's safe pick of the week. For my safe pick of the week, I'm going to be taking the Atlanta Falcons minus four at home versus the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers oh. are terrible. The Panthers are terrible. And they, oh. appear, they appear to be like outright tanking for the top draft pick except for last week. And I don't care about this Tampa game. That might have more to do with the mess that Tampa is and less to do with the team that just traded his best player at the deadline and came together for one last proverbial dead cat bounce. You know, Carolina ranks last in offensive DVOA this season, and that's with Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, who are no longer on the team. Now it's P.J. Walker and Chuba Hubbard, baby. The Falcons' defense isn't good, but Carolina's offense isn't good enough to threaten them, right? Atlanta's offense, however, continues to perform well. The ranks uh, seventh in offensive DVOA and leads the league in rushing, even without their, I guess, star running back, Cordell Patterson. That feels, feels very weird to say that. Um, and the other one is the Falcons genuinely look good and the Panthers do not. This is only four points, getting it home. Uh, and they get to play, you know, this is my only last thing I was going to say when you're gone, just, you know, you might've missed this one here, but Atlanta gets to play Carolina twice in the next month. So like I told you a couple weeks ago to bet on the Falcons, to win this disgusting NFC South, it was, it was plus like 800 plus 1000 when I told you last time. And now it's all down to plus 450. You might've missed the boat, but there's still time to be betting on it right now. So that's what I'm doing to you. I warned you. That's all I'm saying. Atlanta Falcons minus four for my safe pick of the week. Wow, you sound like me last year, just jumping <laughs> on that rise up bandwagon. Um, this one, yeah, like obviously very surprising with how the Falcons are playing, and you got to give them credit. Yeah, with, with what they've done, this we thought this was going to be maybe the worst team in the league. Yep. I just I'm so confused with what happened last week with Carolina that I'm I'm personally not touching this game. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, even, you know, even in fantasy where I'm like, is, is Dante Foreman someone you can sign? I don't know. Yeah, it, right. tore up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rush defense that was supposed to be top five in the league. Yeah. And now they're playing the shitty-ass Atlanta Falcons. But who knows? If he puts up two points, I wouldn't be surprised. Carolina is so confusing right now. That being said, the uh, <laughs> Marcus Mariota-led Falcons, who... Everyone feels like they just want them to turn it over to Desmond Ritter. Yep. It's not going to happen. No, not no. now at least. Why? Why would they're it? Too well, they're going to make the playoffs now. Like it's it's, it's crazy. Wild. Like it's the same thing when everyone everyone brings up like oh you know uh, trade deadline Saquon Barkley might move. Why? Why they, they're going to make the playoffs? Like don't you yeah. think they're going to want him on the team? It it makes no sense. The NFC is 
Philadelphia, oh. and then everyone else, which Christ. I will also eat my words for because I was not an Eagles believer mm-hmm. seven weeks ago. Uh, my goodness, I am the NFC is the most confusing thing in the world. It's I know. It, it is the most confusing thing in the world. <laughs> well, good. Both my uh, safe and spicy picks are the NFC teams. So let's get to your spicy <laughs> pick and try and predict what's going to happen this week. Well, speaking of the NFC, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to be real spicy. Let's go to Ford Field to Detroit, Michigan, wow. and wow. take the Lions. L I O N S plus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Yeah, I know it sounds like I'm convincing myself in both my picks this week. I just <laughs> have a feeling Miami looked bad against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's yep. terrible. So yep. that, you know, I expected, or I thought we'd see a little bit more of a margin of victory from Miami last week. We didn't. And I am not looking for them to become this week one, week two, put up a million points like they were. I I don't think two is all the way back yet. I think it's been a while since we've seen Detroit do anything. Yeah. We're getting DeAndre Swift back. Finally. Finally. That's going to open up a lot. I think finally you're going to have Jared Goff being able to dink and dunk on the Mm -hmm. screen allowing him to open up the rest of the field. I think Detroit's going to score some points here. Uh, and I think they're going to keep it close. Yeah. I'm trying to convince myself here. I just, this is one of those gut feelings I have. Uh, yeah. It was either this or pick the Houston Texans over the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the NFL is backwards, man. Just do whatever you, you, you follow your heart. <laughs> oh God. I, well, speaking of a line that makes no sense, that Tennessee one. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know what? This, this Detroit, uh, Miami one is there's there's a thing I do at home before on Sundays where I look at him I go what's the one that would make absolutely no sense to me whatsoever based on everything I know and then usually I try and bet on that because that's the way the NFL rules this is that game because you're like the Dolphins are good two is back this is great offense high power offense here we go Detroit, Detroit's defense could not play a college team right now awesome no problem at all no you know what no this doesn't make any sense whatsoever and getting three and a half over the hook I also a, a suspiciously low line too like why isn't this mm-hmm. six I don't really get like where why are they giving them credit I like this. Detroit plus three and a half. This is somehow going to be your best bet. It's going to win. And yeah, we're all going to look like fools. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of uh, games that make no sense and teams that make no sense, I'm going to be taking my spicy pick of the week. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus four against Minnesota. Now, why is this? Well, I'll give you a stat first and I'll explain. There's more to stats than this. Kyler Murray is an underdog. As an underdog is 19, 10 and two against the spread. That's the second best in the NFL since 2019. Just behind guess who? Jimmy Garoppolo of all people. Interesting enough. And then here's a stat that makes no sense. The Cardinals are one in six against the spread in the first half of this season. Something's got to give here. Are we supposed to believe that the Minnesota Vikings are the second or third best team in the NFC? Is that really something we're having to believe now? No, this is, we got to bring this back to order. We know some of the NFC West teams are going to be better, not Seattle, are going to be better in the second half. There's, they're going to bring it up a little bit. And I think, I think this is just one of those ones where Minnesota has to lose a couple of games. They've tried to lose a couple of games already, like that London game against the Saints. I think four points is too many. I think Arizona can at least cover, if not right outright win. Yeah, I like this because I think Arizona is better than their record, and I think Minnesota is worse than their record. Yeah, right. So I do think we're going to see sort of the regression to the mean over the next few weeks. I mean, again, it just goes to show how bad the NFC is, how much better the AFC is when the second-best team in the conference is the Vikings, and (laughs) that doesn't instill any confidence in me. No, no. Uh, Yeah, I don't get it, but I do think this game is going to be like 63-62. to Yeah, yeah. Jefferson and Hopkins will have a combined 1,000 yards. 
it's going to be wild. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching this shit yep. out. But, you know, like we're saying, we're saying this, this game is going to be a 19 to 16 stinker. Yeah, exactly. What no one that betting overs used to be a fun thing to do. It used to be like, ah, oh, I'm gonna bet an over and just cheer for points. Anytime you think it's a good over spot, that means it's gonna be twenty to eleven. You know, it'll be like, wow, that okay, that wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, and then you spend three hours of your life watching the Arizona Cardinals face the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. There we go, fans are ready, friends. Thank you so much for your picks, and we hope you have fun losing money. Oh, good to be back, baby. You take it easy. Number two. Coming up next with his lock of the week is the one, the only, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I hope great. you're doing okay. I'm doing great. Tough week again. Ah, well, you know what? I think you did actually pretty well, and you're doing pretty well in the season so far. So people are curious. People want to know what is your going to be your lock of the week this week. Well, again, and I'm not going to repeat myself, but this is just another not a very sexy pick. Mm-hmm. It's just two teams that are not very good. But I have the Tennessee Titans mm. <laughs> at Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee four and two. Houston one and four and one. It, Tennessee's minus two and a half. And I, I just don't, yep. um, you know, we always start with coaching and Tennessee's well coached. And we've yep. talked about our friend Lovey Smith who can't coach, couldn't win in college. No. So two and a half. Obviously, it's a running game. Uh, Derek Henry is fourth best in rushing, fourth in rushing TDs. And I don't want to give you too many stats because that throws off everyone else. But um, they will rely on the running game. And um, this will be grinding out an ugly, ugly Mm -hmm. game. Um, Again, on Houston, they've allowed the most rushing yards per game. Well, there we go. Against any other team. So you can see what's going to happen there. Um, It's definitely an under bet. But since we're going with who's going to win, I'm taking Tennessee minus two and a half. Tennessee minus two and a half. I, you know, I just, I just was talking to the Pants Ready Prince about this, and I just, this is the line that makes no sense. They're not even a field goal favorite against Houston. Houston's awful. They might be one of the worst three teams in the league. Like, and they're ex- talking about them maybe just looking for the number one pick. Yeah, and if that's the case, then. This is this should be much more. I agree. At least Tennessee, a field goal. Oh, at least a field goal. Tennessee is inexplicably going to win the division somehow again. And and yes. Houston is one of the worst teams in the league, and it's not even a field goal. Woo! Yeah. Something about well, that. So there you go. Tennessee lock of the so week. So that's my lock. Yes. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. For my lock of the week, I am going to be. Hey guys, I keep trying to tell you. The Seahawks are good. We're going to be taking the Seattle Seahawks at home, minus three versus the New York Giants. The Giants are five and one, but the numbers say every, almost every number says that the Seattle Seahawks are a better football team and by a sizable margin by that too. The numbers will tell us they're better at nearly everything. Even the maligned Seattle defense is better than New York's. And that that Seahawks defense is up to 11th in DVOA over the past three weeks. The Seahawks are playing good football. The market has not caught up yet. And while the Giants uh, have become overrated with their tremendous luck in the wins column and a hype of a big market, we're going to be taking Seattle minus three. I really love this pick. I, I agree with you. I really do. It, you know, again, everyone loves the big market. So that's yep. where the money goes. And um, this guy, Geno Smith, has just mm. never been given credit. Obviously, yep. you know, him replacing Wilson, um, he's doing as well or better. And he's got team behind him that cares about him so i like the seattle pick too i do i feel like i'm jesse pinkman like you can't keep getting away with this like the when did this when do the wheels fall off this giants thing like we all know this is smoke and mirrors whereas i think people are surprised by both teams except they think seattle is actually kind of doing it 
the right way. They're doing it with actual talent where the Giants have seemed to just be uh, pulling this out of thin air. So Seattle Seahawks minus three. That is going to be my lock of the week. Charlie, do you have any other games that you like this week? Well, uh, okay. I have two more I'd like to just let you know about, and we'll go from there. Um, Mm. One is going to be Cincinnati minus three and a half in Cleveland. It's a Monday nighter. Um, Cincinnati has got their game back together where they were Super Bowl contenders last year. Yeah, Um, yeah. Cleveland still is playing with second-string quarterback since he's got a good game going. So that one quickly. And the other one, which is a bit confusing, and that would be uh, New England against the Jets. I like mm. New England, minus yep. two. Yep. As you said, these New York teams, especially the Jets, they are not a very good football team. They're not. Mm. So I'm going to take New England. New England. I like Belichick in this place. They say Mac Jones is playing. And minus two, I, I like it. See, this is a classic Charlie Chalkvick. He's going to be taking Bill Belichick, even though they just lost to the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. And you think you? I just don't understand. This is another line I don't get, Charlie. Why is New England a minus two favorite against the New York Jets? Why? Well, I, why? Yeah. Why in the world is that? The Jets have a better record, but better football. They don't have. They have a healthy quarterback, either whether you like him or not. I just don't get. Ten, New England just came off a horrible loss, and they're favored by two. Explain this to me. Well, I th- I think it's not as much a bet for New England is it's against the ah, Jets, okay. as you just mentioned with the Giants and Seattle. Yep. Seattle's not getting enough credit. Right. And in vice, the same thing, the Jets are getting too much credit. They've right. been lucky to winning their games. And uh, I think that um, Mac Jones, he can be the, against Wilson. This game is should be higher, believe it or not. Really? And it would have been if they didn't get beaten up on Monday night. <laughs> well, so yeah. that's what I'm looking at. Oh, there we go. There are Charlie Chalk's three picks and his lock of the week. And my pick was Seattle minus three. Charlie, thank you very much for coming on. And we hope you have fun losing money. Good luck this week, Andrew. Time to read some ads. Now, word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, BetStamp. Now, okay, wait a second. I, I say that every week. I say that every week, an app I use all the time. And it's kind of like, you know, Claire, Hair Club for Men, where I'm like, you know, I'm not just a, the president. I'm a member. I'm telling you, we use this app all the time. Before I talk to each of our guests, all three guests, fans are Fritz, Charlie Chuck, The Gambler, I go like, hey, let me pull up the best stamp app. Let's find the best number for this. If you know, if you're, oh, you're, who are you taking? Are oh, you going to take Chicago? Oh, okay, let's find this right number. Okay, so we found the number. It's at Betway. Okay, perfect. And then we kind of go from there. But it's interesting that it's it has real practical effects. If you are a gambler out there and you think you want to try and make money, first of all, what are you doing listening to us? Thank you. For, thank you for listening. But what are you doing here? Then you need to be using the best stamp app. Like you need to be finding the best number possible. If you're trying your best, if you're doing all this research and you're listening to podcasts, you have to be giving yourself the ammunition to do well on this. And the BetStamp app is exactly that. So find it anywhere you can download apps and help yourself become a better better. I'm telling you, stop listening to my voice and start using the BetStamp app. Bet number three. And finally, to wrap up this episode, we have the one, the only, the tease of the week himself, the gambler. Gambler, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm enjoying myself. It's been uh, it's been a good season. Oh, good. So uh, once again, happy to be here. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I, we kind of talk about it off top. Uh, everyone's doing really well. You're up plus units this uh, this season for sure. So. Let's get into it. Let's find out where your next tease of the week is going to be. Lay it on us. So the first game is uh, Green Bay on the road uh, getting yeah. 10 and a half at the time of taping. And okay. uh, 
Yeah. We're, we're kind of going against the rules again. We we touched the hot iron last <laughs> week. We got burned uh, when we teased a favorite. But I, I just yeah. I look at this game and Green Bay is in a is in a bit of a downward spiral. I, I just think right. I, I just think this is a team that that lacks lacks drive. It doesn't it doesn't look like a yeah. Rodgers yeah. led Packers team. And 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 I mean yeah. the Bills are the complete opposite, right? I mean they are just like a bullet train. Nothing's getting in their way. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. I like about the Bills is they don't let up. They they don't take their foot off mm-hmm. the gas. So for that reason, I'm I'm taking advantage of the six points uh, on the tees. We're going to tease the Bills down to minus four and a half which is not a nice number it's it's an ugly number it's a it's not yeah. a number you want to look it's at a little in the middle um but despite the 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 unappealing figure i'm just looking at buffalo's style of play uh they're better yeah. at everything yeah. right in a nutshell they they're better at everything than the, than the packers are and the stat that jumped out to me Allen has only failed to cover once in the last 10 games when he's a double digit favorite. Wow. So the fact wow. that we're teasing it down and, and just giving ourselves more of a margin, uh, I feel good about it. I'm going to tell the, I'm going to throw the, yeah. the people, take a look at that second half line. The bills are 10 and one mm. against the spread yeah. in the second half. So there's, there's a little bit of a side yeah. bet there and the bills defense mm-hmm. on average allows only four points per second half. So I think this has everything in the making. I mean, I know the Packers have what lost three. Everyone's saying, "Well, they're they, it's Rodgers. They got to bounce back." Yeah, okay, not against yeah. the Bills and not in Buffalo. So uh, I'm going to ride yeah, the momentum. I'm going to ride Allen. Bills minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're bringing up this game because we haven't talked about it this episode. Nobody's had any money on it. And to be perfectly honest, straight up. I don't know why you would. Ten and a half is just a weird number and it scares the absolute hell out of me. But but that's something that if you plan on betting the Buffalo Bills going forward, there's going to be a lot of lines like this. There's going to be a lot of double-digit lines as long as they're playing this way. And so I like moving down. Like, I obviously don't like the ten and a half, but four and a half is a lot more manageable, especially against Green Bay, who just seems like a mess right now. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense as your first leg. So where are we going with your second leg? Second leg is an ugly game very ugly mm. it's we're going back to the roots that that paid off okay. uh which is betting on just disgusting rat dogs uh and it's none mm. other than the bears on the road traveling oh, to yeah. jerry world getting nine and a half <laughs> um okay i mean we're talking about one of the most inept offenses in the league in chicago uh, and 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 yeah. by the way you know in, in case it wasn't clear i'm i'm on the bears uh <laughs> with this one okay um and and I get it, right? I get the the kind of like people maybe making you know uh, faces of, of of disgust when when they hear this yes. uh, podcast go out. But listen, the Bears' offense is horrible. Uh, their O line is one of the worst, and Dallas has an elite pass rush. So I get that. Mm-hmm. However, yep. However, yep. the Bears however. just went into Foxborough <laughs> and and punched the Pats in the mouth. It wasn't a pretty game, yeah, but yeah. but the Bears' offense no. had a pulse. They they yeah. finally started to use Fields in kind of design run plays. They're they're starting to find a little bit of an identity there, and mm-hmm. not consistently. But that Bears' defense at times was able to completely shut down, uh, albeit a somewhat inept Pats' offense. 
<laughs> I was gonna say you stole you took it right from me. I'm like, oh yeah, watch out, you know, the Patriots on. But you know, at time of taping, Zeke's out, right? They're saying Zeke's out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Zeke's Dak, out. Dak is not hundred percent. And and let's talk about mm-hmm. the Dallas offense for a moment. Oh, I'm sorry. What do they score? Three yeah. points against the Lions in the first yeah. half? The worst yeah, in the first defense half, yeah. maybe in the history of the NFL. So Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, one, right. one of the worst. Maybe maybe <laughs> okay, well, okay, ugliest. Yeah. So my point is this. I'm not saying Chicago's gonna win. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But no. do I think that Dallas is gonna cover more than two touchdowns? Fuck no. So when you tell me right, that with the right, tees right, you're right. getting Chicago plus 15 and a half, give me the Bears, give me the dog shit offense. And give me the points. I'm taking the Bears plus 15 and a half. And that's 15 and a half. That gets you all the way to 15 and a half. Well, hard to argue that any team would beat any other team by 15 and a half. So, like, you got to like that. But wasn't it that Houston that screwed you last week at like 14 or something? Yeah, like let's that? not talk about that. I mean, that was. Uh, oh, okay, let's not. That, that's the past. That really pissed me off. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about the past. And, and, and <laughs> I will say I, I have more faith in Chicago. Uh, than I do in Houston. I think I think Chicago's got, especially after that win in, in Foxborough. Um, I mean, I, I, I listen. If, sh- if if Chicago can't cover 15 and a half points against a, a, a lackluster Dallas offense, then then what the fuck are we doing at this point? Well, I, no, I, I that's got to be the argument. If you're going to be taking Chicago, that's got that's got to be what you're doing. So. That's your two-game teaser right now. Buffalo minus four and a half and Chicago plus 15 and a half and a six-point tease that you're going to move. Well, you know, classic gambler, though. You probably have one more for us, right? Got to go up to three, right? We can't can't leave the betters unsatisfied. Um, And and the the third one is, I don't want to say gimme because there's a few factors (laughs) here, but it's one where the stats are so overwhelming. And and I wrestled with this one because I'm like, do I put this as the second game? Do I move to the third game? It's none other than Kyle Shanahan's mighty 49ers traveling to McVay's lowly, lowly Rams uh, and the Niners winning a point and a half. I'm not going to get into detail here because it would take forever. All I'm going to say, okay, go look at the stats between the Niners and the Rams. Go look at Shanahan versus McVay. The only stat I will throw out there, Shanahan 9-3 against the spread against McVay. Okay? The rest of the stats are even worse than that. So we are, again, we're breaking a rule. This is is why I'm a little bit uneasy. Hmm. We're we're teasing a favorite, but we're getting San Fran plus 4.5. So now you're getting Shanahan getting points against McVay. And I, I just feel that this is this is the right bet. I, I don't see if, if the Rams win this game, I get it coming off a bye. I have to imagine it'll be about like a point or, or maybe two points. It'll mm-hmm. be a close, close game. Yeah. There's no way that McVay gets dominated by Shanahan his entire career and then all of a sudden blows him up. So Niners plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Niners plus four and a half, moving six points there. Okay. So you got it. All right. So, jeez, I that that's another game. No one's touched San Francisco. No one's touched LA. I I just that's another one. I don't know. I'm throwing up my hands. Like I've got a little confidence pool, and that's getting the lowest number because I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Both these teams are wildly disappointing right now. I, the the San Francisco defense is supposed to be so good, but it's so injured. Like, tell me that story every year on repeat. And and LA, I have no idea what's going on. So good for you getting all that points. I like moving it this. So there you go. So a two game and a plus a one game with San Francisco. Plus four and a half. Okay, so for my tease of the week, I have a two-game, six-and-a-half-point tease, minus 130. 
Two games. The one line that I haven't talked about that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever, the Tennessee Titans plus four and a half at Houston. Why in the world is that number so low? Houston is legitimately bad. Like, bad, bad, bad. And and Tennessee is leading the division and is inexplicably going to win the division somehow again, even though it makes no sense. Why in the world is that number only two right now? So, moving Tennessee to four and a half, plus four and a half against Houston, sure, okay, like, I feel like it's one of those ones where, you know, there was like a like a monopoly, like bank withdrawal in your favor. And I'm walking out of the bank waiting for someone to stop me. Like, no, no one wants to. I'm allowed to do this. OK, yeah, that's fine. That's good. I'm going to take this bet. I'm going to go all day. Tennessee Titans plus four and a half at Houston. And then my second game, you might you might know this game. I recognize this game. I'm going to be taking the Dallas Cowboys minus three. Uh, I only get three points against Chicago. Chicago's bad. Chicago's now trading players away bad. Uh, they don't want to win bad. So pl- minus three. And by the way, gambler, don't get offended. We could both win on this. Well, we could I, both I love win. that selection so, for that reason. I mean, it's it's going to be either, you know, we, we both make money or or I feel, I feel like we could both look like idiots because we're on <laughs> such opposite ends. And you're right. I mean, Chicago is a team that is, I mean, they're still in a, in a playoff chase and they're trading away players. So it's yep. like they're telling yeah. you they don't want to yeah. win, which, I mean, doesn't help my selection. Yeah. But I just think that Dallas is is not anything close to what their record suggests. No, and I, I would agree with you. And obviously, the offense is going to take a long time to get where they're supposed to be. Obviously, Dak didn't look completely healthy last week. Uh, even though even though people are like, oh, Cooper Rush. I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and Ezekiel Elliott being out, you know what? The only thing I'd say about that is, is Tony Pollard the better running back? He might be. So I, that's the only thing I was going to say. It's just it, there is a 12 and a half point spread between you and I. We could middle this. It could be such a healthy middle in there. And then we both win. So I hope we're going to do that. That's a two game, six and a half point tease for minus 130 for me. In two games that once again, I feel like, oh, this makes too much sense. I'm definitely going to get screwed on it. Yeah, it's 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 dicey. And I, I mean, it, there's been some chaos in the league the last couple of weeks. We were, we mm-hmm. were really, and I think this is why the record's are the way they are so far, there was a lot of trends that were paying week to week, right? There was a lot of betting trends yeah, that we were yeah. riding. We were riding a lot of unders. We we're riding a, ride of, uh, a lot of um, road dogs. And those just kept paying and paying and paying until last week. Actually, even the week before a little bit. But last week, everything came to like a screeching halt. So now, you know, we're going to see like, is it going to go back? Is, is it going to be a conti- like ongoing chaos? You know, you like you talk about like Houston – was getting on average a touchdown or more every game, right? Every game they were getting right, a touchdown right. or more. So they were, and, and they were covering. And then all of a sudden last mm-hmm. week, they get absolutely demolished, can't cover whatever it was, 13, yeah. 14 points. And all of a sudden now they're, they're only getting, what was it? You said they're getting two. Like it, yeah, it's one two. of those ones where, you know, when you see spreads like that, you just kind of say, well, Vegas makes the pick for me, right? The spread makes no sense. Vegas is begging you to take, uh tennessee mm-hmm. minus two so you take houston plus two right because you, you're like it's going to go to the other yeah. way yeah so at this point it's it's who the hell knows what's going on with with this turmoil <laughs> <laughs> i think you just say that week in and week out because uh it would probably be true so there we go those are our teases of the week gambler thanks for coming on and we hope you have fun losing money appreciate it look forward to the next one Recap. Okay, it's recap time. It's recap time. Even though the Atlanta Falcons screwed me last week, I'm going to be taking them again because that's who I am. I'm a masochist. I'm taking the Falcons minus four. I'm also going to be taking the Arizona Cardinals plus four. That's a real spicy pick. I just want to say that's a real spicy pick. Taking Arizona in anything right now, putting your money on the Arizona Cardinals is spicy. 
It's spicy in the way that you might as well just light it on fire. But here I am, betting on the Arizona Cardinals plus four. My lock of the week is the Seattle Seahawks minus three. We'll see how that one goes. And then my tease of the week is a two-game 6.5 tease at minus 130, taking the Cowboys minus three at Chicago, and the Titans plus four and a half at Houston. The Panzer Rider Prince, he's going to be taking the Bengals minus three and a half, and Detroit, whoo, spicy, plus three and a half. The Charlie Chalk, his lock of the week is going to be Tennessee minus two and a half because that's what the line is. And he's also going to be taking Cincinnati minus three and a half and New England minus two. The Gambler, classic two-game tease right now, six points, minus 120 with Buffalo minus four and a half and Chicago plus 15 and a half. He's going to add another one to make it a plus 150 for San Francisco plus four and a half. Got it? Good. Record Jack. Okay, so I went four and two last week. You know, we did the records off the top. I went four and two with Atlanta being the only one that really screwed me, like I talked about just up top there. And boy, did they screw me though. Like it wasn't even like, woof. It wasn't like, oh man, that was so close. No, no, the Bengals just ran roughshed all over them, absolutely killing them. Just woof. But we also made bets for UFC 280. And this is kind of where it gets interesting because I lost money. But not just because I lost money. That's not surprising. Of course I lost money. But it's, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the losing money. And I'll tell you why. It's First of all, it's progress. I'll tell you that. But I'll tell you why. Because I won with the Islam Achayev bet, uh, winning by submission at plus 225. And, and, and I narrowly, and I just mean narrowly, lost the over two and a half rounds. And I lost that by 11 seconds. So, oof. Okay. But, you know, you, you won one at plus 225. So you feel pretty good. You're up money and stuff like that. And 11 seconds, you're like, ah, that sucks. But at least I was thinking the right thing. I, my, my, my progress, my, my thought process was really close. Okay, so I'm okay with that. And then Peter Yan, I had via decision at plus 110. Now, anyone with eyes knows that Peter Yan won that fight. They went to decision against Sean O'Malley, and everyone, you know, feeling pretty good. But I could hear the announcers kind of going, ooh, you know, O'Malley, what those strikes. Oh, so beautiful. I was kind of like, uh-oh, uh-oh, they're telling a story. They're telling a story, and it's not going my way. Peter Yan and I made the same reaction when that decision happened, just turned her, turned her head and winced as hard as possible because Peter Yan should have won the decision plus 110, I think was the right bet, to be honest, because in my mind, and I think, like I said, anyone with eyes could tell that Peter Yan won that one. So even though I lost, I felt pretty good about it because my thinking got me in the right place. It just, the judges failed me, not Pieter. And then the last one, I lost with TJ Dillashaw. Now, the Dillashaw one sucks because... I had him via decision. I had him in a couple different bets. And the, he got to the interview and kind of just said, yeah, my shoulder's been going out all pra- like all training camp. Yeah, it's gone out 11 times in the last two months. And you're like, oh, why were you fighting? I had money on this guy because the, the, the athletic commission in Abu Dhabi, I don't know what that looks like, said this guy is good to go. He's good to go. He's, yeah, that's totally fine. Athletic commissions are are involved in sports, not only to protect the fighters, which absolutely they should, that should be the main priority, but it's also to avoid things like this. His shoulder should have been flagged. He should not have been fighting. But this is the fear with the UFC being the sole body that operates this thing. They have this weird control that they're like, nah, he's going to fight. Like, should he though? Should he for a lot of reasons? First of all, like I said, his health. But second of all, it's schmoes like me that are betting on him and he's like, yeah, I didn't have a chance. You're like, oh, Cool. Boy, does that feel unethical. So I hope TJ Dillashaw enjoys the purse money he got because we lost money on it. And boy, does it feel icky. 
Now let's go over to at Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter and Instagram. We went two and two this week. We lost both our football games this week, which is kind of surprising because Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football have been really profitable for us. But we won with both our basketball picks, which is good because that's going to keep us warm during the cold, cold winter nights. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on the NFL this weekend. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts, and please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app today and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you by using the promo code Andrew B. We'll be back next Friday to discuss more NFL, but until then, have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!